0: this is the horse talk show podcast with louisa barton welcome back to the horse talk show presented by peterson and smith equine hospital broadcasting from the horse capital of the world the real one ocala marion county florida i'm your host louisa barton co-hosting with me today i have trish Baumgardner. And we also have joining us in the studio this morning, very special guest. We have Morgan Lee Runyon. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Arabian breed this morning. It is actually an ancient breed with a modern following, one of the oldest and most recognizable horse breeds in the world. The Arabian originated among the desert tribes of the Arabian Peninsula, bred by the Bedouins for its endurance and prowess as a war mount. The Arabian's distinctive dish face, high tail carriage, and large eyes and nostrils make it easy to spot and beautiful to look at. Its courage and fiery spirit make it prized among nobility, conquerors, and other historical figures. There have actually been more historical figures than I even knew about until I looked this up, (laughs) actually connected to the Arabian, actually indirectly contributed to nearly all the modern day horse breeds and has changed little over centuries. Today these horses are used in both English and Western riding and excel in endurance competitions. Some of the people I can mention, Khan, Napoleon, Alexander the Great, and George Washington all rode Arabians. So, very interesting, break. Morgan, tell us a little bit about the Arabian.
1: So, Arabians, from what we have been able to discover, originated from the Arabian Peninsula, and they lived with the Bedouins, who were basically just desert wanderers, um, and the reason why they prided themselves on the Arabian was because they were known for their endurance. They could travel far distances, and, um, you know, with their lung capacity, they could keep going and going. So, um, you know, Muhammad, the prophet, was probably one of the most influential sources to the Arabian, making them very well known throughout the land, and really enforced that you have to take care of your horses, especially their mares, because they were the ones that were preserving the breed. Right. Um, so our mares are known to be some of our most prized possessions. Um, and the breeding back then was incredibly selective. So you only wanted the best stallions with your best mares. And because they were such prized animals, they ended up creating a very close bond with their people because they actually stayed in their tents with them.
0: I get that. Yeah. I would bring my horse in my tent if I could. Me too, absolutely. <laughs> I'd get
1: him in the living room if I I'm could, for sure. I'm not sure how much my <laughs> husband would appreciate that, but I know probably my horse would. Um, but so they, they became incredibly intelligent animals, and I think that's something that a lot of people underestimate the Arabian for, and mistake that for having more of a quote-unquote crazy side. Um, but really they are just incredibly intelligent horses, all very, very personable. Um, so the Arabians were known to Help the Bedouins not only in their long distance journeys um, but in their quick escapades through rival camps and stuff like that. So, really, that's what they originally started out as, um, and then you know, throughout time, they started being imported to Europe, the Americas, South Americas, and so on. So, and probably. One of the most influential breeding sources was the Crabbit bloodlines, which ori- originated in England. Um, it was very
0: popular in England when I was growing was. up, um, and still is, but very, very popular breed for, uh, for many, you know, in English, you'd go to English shows and see lots of Arabians. Yes. Especially the jumpers. They yeah. loved for the jumpers because of the speed and agility, yes. you know, and, and Really popular. I had one when I was a little girl.
1: There, and you know, the Arabians are known for not only their endurance, but for their vis- versatility as well. So we have all kinds of different divisions. We have in hand classes, we have sport horse, which is more working type over fences, pulling buggies, massive carriages. We have the working Western, and then we also have, um, you know, our, our pleasure divisions, which is mainly what I focus on. Um, And one of the divisions is called Mounted Native Costume. I love that. it's, it's really one of my favorite classes because it brings back the history of the Arabian. And so we decorate and we wear these outrageous crazy beautiful costumes. I don't know if Cody King those up on the everywhere. screen or not,
0: but like, <laughs> if he can, I know he will. I don't know if we're capable of that, but if we are, they're we incredibly
1: <laughs> beautiful. I mean, every costume that I've ever seen is drop dead gorgeous and it it really brings back the heritage of the horse. And so it's meant to imitate the Arabian galloping across the desert into battle. And I love
0: your photographs in costume. Thank they're you. just they're It's so really a fun beautiful. class. Thank well you, you know me, I like a costume anyway. Any <laughs> excuse to put a costume on and I'm there.
1: Well that's that's one of the things that we did for the parade actually was my mom represented the Western style of the Arabian right. you know, working horse. And I wanted to represent more of the original heritage of it, so I decided to do costume with my horse digger. And so um, that's actually one of the classes we're going to be getting ready to show in at Nationals here at the end of October. That's
0: pretty so exciting.
1: I'm very yeah, excited exciting. about it. Um, so, you know, along with the pleasure, there's endurance riding, there's dressage, um, there's show hack, which is a derivative of dressage. Um, we have all the collected gates, extended gates. Um, there's over fences, there's side saddle, which goes back to how, you know, ladies would originally ride with their leg crossed I'm over. Surprised we don't have to do that anymore. You know, <laughs> I give them major props because I've done it, I've shown <laughs> in it, and it is not easy. It no, is really not. It's you don't not. realize you need to have a lot of balance because all your weight shifted to one side. And then there was women that jumped side saddle. No, I've seen I that I couldn't that's believe
0: unbelievable. It. I just I just not even know.
1: How. Yeah. Absolutely, could not believe it. Oh,
0: it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it really. But your is. costume now—what does a costume like that cost?
1: Uh, it's rather expensive. I was going to say, um, it must so It's so beautiful. Costumes really—it really depends. You, a lot. I've had plenty of friends that have made them at home. They get all their supplies at Michaels and Hobby Lobby, and they, you know, they find their procade and their trim, and they put together a costume. And you know, you can decorate with tassels and beads and crystals and stuff like that and of course the blingier the better um, but depending on what you choose, the details and stuff like that, it can range anywhere from probably two thousand to thirty five hundred dollars just for you know one whole costume. Will wow. we'll include the horse also? No, not unfortunately. Okay. It does <laughs> not. <laughs> That's another added expense. <laughs> yeah, but you know Horses have done a lot for me in my life, and I've been involved with horses and Arabians specifically all my 25 years, and it has brought so many wonderful friendships into my life, and it has really taught me about trust and responsibility and the need to think of someone other than yourself. There's an animal that's dependent on you for its care and socialization and education, and I take pride in that. And your mom, my mom too,
0: Renee. She been love. one of my main supporters. Renee. Hi, mom. <laughs> I think Cody may be able to bring us up some photographs. Look at that. Yep, that's Digger. Hey, um, just because the the Thormanators not here doesn't mean we can't <laughs> handle it. John Thorman is out uh, actually at his first ever horse race, and. Um, so we've got Cody Clifton here uh, running the show this morning. And what a nice job. Look at that costume. Thank that you.
1: Wow. So his registered name is Gold Standard. And truly, when you meet this horse, he, he really fits the name. He he, Personality-wise, performance-wise, he just he sets the bar. I have never come across a horse like him. And I've had some amazing horses, tr- really and truly. And he's just, he's incredibly special and I've been blessed enough to also own his half-sister. And the two of them are one and the same, like peas in a pod. One's a girl, one's a boy, and that's the only difference. Mm, wonderful. And you know, I think that really comes down to breeding. And of course, like with any horse, you want to breed the best of the best. And I feel that his sire is breeding probably some of the best-tempered horses I've met today.
0: And how long have you had him?
1: I've had Digger. My mom surprised me with him Christmas 2016. And I wasn't expecting it. My trainer showed me, showed me this video of this dropped a gorgeous horse, and I was like, ooh, dream horse, but it's never going to happen, you know? <laughs> so Christmas comes around, and I walk up to the barn, and I thought that they were doing, like, a Christmas photo shoot and my trainer comes running up with this gorgeous, massive chestnut horse with this big bow around his ribbon. And my mom's like, Merry Christmas. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, he's yours. And I just just about fell apart because I had never seen a horse just look at me. And I think that's probably one of his best qualities is to to the bone, he's a show horse. He wants your attention no matter what. They know. They do. He really does. They know. You
0: can tell. He does. Like when we took
1: him to the parade, he got so excited. He he just started to, not prance in place, but they knew everybody was was looking at him. He was like, oh my (laughs) gosh, all these people are here for me. He had no idea. It was just this big, massive parade. But that's what's so funny about the Arabian is all of them have such an amazing personality, and they're so beautiful, and they're so regal and noble, and they just, they capture your attention. And I think that's what's always drawn me to them. You don't like him much, do you? No, you've won quite a lot, haven't you? I've been very lucky, I like to say. I've been very successful in the show ring. Um, But a lot of that comes down to hard work, and dedication, and saddle time, and just spending time. You and your horse connecting, figuring out the bond, the cues, what works, what doesn't work. Um, and there, Lord knows there's been plenty of that. But I think that's what makes winning such a sweet feeling is knowing all the hard work and effort that you, your trainer, and your horse has put in to everything. It just makes it such a great feeling.
0: So how often do you ride?
1: I try to ride at least three times a week. Um, but. At this point of the year we're getting ready for national so I have about two days off and one of the newer divisions that I started is halter which is an in hand class and it focuses on the horses breeding and confirmation so you come in and you trot alongside your horse you walk them on a long line and you stand them up and present your horse to show their confirmation and uh, It's probably one of the funnest classes, but that's been one of the newer ones. And so this year I started in May and I genuinely had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And so we're getting ready to do that at nationals and um, just very, very excited about it. And so, like I said, you know, it, it just takes a lot of dedication, but so going back to how often in hand is probably about two lessons a week and riding is about three days a week and it'll get to the point where it's just going to be about every day
0: every day yeah and when is the national
1: national starts october 19th and it runs through the 29th if i'm not mistaken it's in tulsa oklahoma at the expo center
0: so you'll be traveling
1: yes it's always a travel um i'm hoping that you know when the world equestrian center finishes we'll be able to have some shows there because be nice. from what I hear it's gonna be amazing.
0: It is incredible. So, yes, yes. It'd be nice if we could have some Arabian shows. There.
1: It would be wonderful and fun I think fun to come and watch. It would. I think it would really bring um, a lot more to Ocala, more than there is now. Cause, you know, I've had a lot of friends ask if that's gonna be, you know, part of the World Equestrian Center and I sure I say I keep saying I sure hope so, because from sure. it's, sure, it's yeah. going to be amazing. It'll I'm be an so excited. place to show up. Absolutely, and there's going to be so you, there's so much potential for the facility. You could have a million things going on over there. I right
0: think now. they're planning on it. I, I sure think they're planning it. to go right outside even the horse world and have concerts and you know other events like that. You know, to, to re- I think it's going to be just an amazing place to have 1,500 stalls and all the arenas and the hotel. I don't know if you've seen the architectural plans, but I've yeah. seen some.
1: Um, I've seen some pictures Just of what amazing. they're yeah. yeah what they're hoping to Being get done. Incredible.
0: Now um, Heather Reynolds, who was on the show a few weeks back, um, I think maybe our first week in the new studio, or second week she was she was in and she won the Tevis um, course, which is like one of probably one of the toughest, yeah. if if not the toughest, yeah. um, endurance race. And of course she's an Arabian breeder and owner um they're so versatile and they're so incredible uh that when she told me about some of the endurance races that she's been on in her arabians i mean up like rock faces and oh. down cliffs and oh yeah across wobbly bridges and i mean you wouldn't even
1: believe what these horses are capable of it's insane and honest to god some of this the mountains that they climb up they go straight up i know i I don't have the guts it to do that. It does. It really does. <laughs> but I don't have the guts to do that. I like all four feet on the ground. Um, I haven't jumped. I've just strictly done pleasure showing for the majority of my life. And we've dabbled with quarter horses and reining and working western. And my mom has bred um, some of our purebred mares to purebred quarter horse stallions in order to get the versatility and the uh, durability of not only the Arabian but the Quarter Horse too. They're very nice. stocky horses. I bet that's a nice. They're mix. very strong. They're great. We have one that's by Gunatrasia, and um, he's a he's a world champion reigning stallion. And seeing her develop just and become a mature adult horse is wonderful because she's very smart and she's caught on to all of her training incredibly quickly, but she has the durability of a quarter horse and the versatility of the Arabian for the rundowns to really extend her stride and just collect her body all at one time. And it's really, really just as a breeder, something incredible to watch, to watch a horse that you bred do what it was bred to do. And I'm sure that most breeders of any that. horse has nice to feel mix. that way. Uh, with yeah.
0: the with the dish head of
1: a, an Arab and the cheek of a quarter horse. And well, all. my mom's Palomino Gold Rush, um, he's also half quarter horse, and he's got that really dishy Arabian head wow. and the big nice, nice jaw. Big, yeah, and then he's got that nice big butt of a quarter <laughs> horse, and who doesn't love a good we big love butt? The big you know, butt, yes. so it's and it's just such a wonderful cross. He's so laid back, he's an easy, smooth ride, and um, he's smart like an Arab. He's sneaky smart. Is he sneaky smart. <laughs> he's sneaky smart. But he's a funny guy. Like he has a, a hay bag that hangs in his stall, and. Every morning we walk in, and he has the hay bag. He has figured out how to get underneath the hay bag and get it on his back and sit there and scratch his butt with it. It's the funniest thing how they're just smart. They figure things out so quickly. That's really cool. It is.
0: Now, you mentioned a little bit um, earlier on about how a lot of people kind of have this idea about Arabians being kind of spooky and, and, and nervous and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm how can you kind of dispel that myth because it is not the entire now they i think they are more i want to say more intuitive emotional. certainly more they honest. are they are incredibly more in emotional tune with what's sense. going on around them and i think especially if a person's nervous they probably feed into that more than most other breeds do they because do. they pick up on everything because they are so smart
1: they are very smart and they are very in tune to their senses and any horse they have a fight or flight instinct right. and 99 percent of the time they're going to flee so arabians like you said sometimes are known to be you know nervous and stuff like that but i i do believe a lot of that has to do with their training if you treat a horse like it's nervous it's going to act nervous right if you act like it's no big deal there's nothing to be worried about simply because they do feed off of your senses sure. especially if you're sitting in the saddle right you know that's Probably one of the biggest things is they feel all of your seat, you're sitting on their back. So if they feel that you're tense in your seat, they think that there's something that they need to they be tense be about. Yeah, about, right? so that that just probably adds to the situation. But like I said, I believe a lot of that has to do with training because, yes, they can be hot-tempered sometimes, but I think also all horses can be like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. I mean I've had plenty of horses and some of them are completely and totally bomb-proof and some you have to hand walk because if you turn them out they they just they don't know what to do with themselves you know and it it really I think it all just boils down to the horse and the handler you know Uh, the horse can't be smarter than you you know (laughs) and I think Arabians have a tendency of outsmarting their people because like I said, they catch on very quickly. Uh, for example, Digger, his treats, he loves donuts. So it has gotten to the point, he's incredibly spoiled. Um, <laughs> it's gotten to the point where he sees me walk in the barn and he starts looking out the he's window like, donut. Hey, mom, where's, the where's my donut? Yeah. You know, so, it, you know, sometimes you create a cycle got and you gotta number. break the <laughs> habit. <laughs> yes, he does very much have my number. Um, but yeah so i think that's that's one of the things that makes arabians unique is their personality because i have another horse reggie my big bay who is not like that at all he's very quiet he's incredibly reserved he only likes you to pet him certain places Um, whereas (laughs) digger if you've ever seen us together he's like all over me there's no there's no barrier and he actually has this really funny thing that he does he'll stick his tongue out the side of his mouth and he'll just slap it right on my arm hey mom i need love and he'll do it until i pet him and give him attention or a donut it just it doesn't stop
0: that's a, that's the donut, That's the sign. I'm ready he, for my he's donut. Like, I'm ready
1: for a donut, mom. <laughs> it's so. You get funny. slapped on the
0: arm by a tongue, and it's yes. Going to time. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: All right. So you get your donut. I love it. How good.
0: about um, last question, really for sure. you? Sure. Um, what about what's the top of your bucket list?
1: Winning nationals. Um, this year has been an incredibly fun year of showing. But it's also been backed by a lot of hard work, and I am very, very excited to be bringing such an excellent string of just wonderful horses. And added to it as our new stallion, Um, his name's Andrew Rohan, and um, very
0: nice name. He's
1: he's the one that I've just started this whole halter thing with, and. you know, he's a bay with very black points, yes, and um, you know one thing I'd like to say about it, I've never owned a stallion before, this is my very first experience owning, handling a stallion, it was very spur-of-the-moment thing with my mom, and He is probably one of the most puppy dog-like horses I've ever had. Every day at 11 o'clock he takes a nap and you can go lay down with him and take a nap alongside him. And it really, I feel, brings full circle going back to the Arabian breeding and stallion right. owning, like the Bedouins did where they'd bring their horses into the tent and lay with them and go to sleep for the night. Right. And um,
0: I love that. Yeah, it's, it's such a, nice. It's
1: really nice to have a bond like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's wonderful. Yeah, so winning nationals yes. this year would, would be really the bucket list, you know, cherry on top because it's been a really fun year, a a year filled with hard work, and I I think that would just really put everybody over the top.
0: Well, you certainly deserve it. Thank you,
1: I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Absolutely, thank you for having me.
0: Morgan Lee Runyon and her mom Renee Pelsman, absolutely wonderful people, fabulous horse owners and uh, wonderful uh, Arabian trainers as well. Pretty pretty amazing to uh, hear such good things such an incredible versatile breed and i think everybody falls in love with their looks Mm -hmm. hi guys this is louisa barton i really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the horse talk show podcast connect with us on facebook twitter and youtube and let me know what you thought now please go out there and share the podcast